eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. There's been some depressing storylines. We've all heard about Jalen Ramsey and his injury. Jalen Phillips is dealing with an injury as well. But Josh, I wanted to take some time. We love this time of year. There is such a great opportunity just to refresh that Twitter feed and just see so many interesting storylines from camp unfolding. You see so many fans out there just so jazzed up. They're, you know, uh, dissecting every single uh, crappy iPhone footage that looks like Sasquatch might be running in the background there. Uh, but, man, I thought we could use some time to go through five storylines from the start of training camp. They're only two, three days in. But I do think that every day we can learn something, take some notes away. Uh, so, Josh, to kind of jump through five of these storylines, I do want to start with Connor Williams. Because I think the Dolphins are in a situation where a lot of these guys on this roster understand the situation they're in. Not just that they're professional football players, but they're on a team that is looking to take a massive leap. You know, be that Super Bowl contender. It still seems crazy to say that as a Dolphins fan. But you have people, uh, players, who realize this is a real-life situation, right? You do want to go win a Super Bowl, but you want to get paid. There's so much money in the NFL. Players aren't in it for so long. They want to make sure they can maximize this opportunity, not only to win a ring, but also to set themselves up, set them families up, and set uh, generations up to come. So, Josh, Connor Williams, he returned to practice. He missed mandatory minicamp. And I'm just going to share a quote before I get your thoughts here. He goes, I wasn't happy with my contract. I had contract talks, all of OTAs and stuff. It was a time for business and everything. But the pads are coming on now, and it's time for football. It's time for camp. It's football time. No business anymore. I'm forgetting about all that and moving on. Josh, I'd love to get your thoughts not only on Williams' return, but just how great this coaching staff has been, this front office has been in understanding the business side of things and understanding the uh, the life side of things. 
Yeah, it's a huge, it's so refreshing, right? After Brian Flores was in town, I mean, he seemed like the opposite of all this. And I think even Mike, yeah, I think even Mike McDaniel said, you know, he has not lost any, you know, ill will or have any relationship issues with Connor Williams. He completely understands the position these players are in. So um, it's definitely a breath of fresh air. It's nice to have your starting center out there. You know, again, when we look at the offensive line and all the question marks that surround it at times. So um, it's huge to have Connor Williams back. And it's awesome that he's so positive about that. Mike McDaniel is so positive about it. And hopefully, you know, long-term, they'll figure out a way to get a contract done. That's really all you can ask for. And there are situations, too, where players are going to want to get paid. The team doesn't have enough money. And it's nice that it doesn't result in, okay, um, F everyone. I want to be traded. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. You see Connor Williams entering the building. I love the line. Pads are coming on now, and it's time for football. Nobody can hold anything against him for wanting to get paid we all just want to get paid. And the fact, I think, you know, Williams even said he was thankful for having Mike McDaniel, someone he could talk to as a professional and as a person, not only on the football field, but talk through these contract things and understand that there's the life side of it and the business side of it. One more quote from Williams. I love center. I feel like it's home. I feel like it's second nature. I feel like I should have been there all along. It's been good. Dude, Connor Williams deserves so many flowers for being Miami's Iron Man. He didn't miss a snap last year. Uh, but shout out Mike McDaniel. Shout out for Chris Greer for absolutely nailing this transition from guard to center for Connor Williams because I think he's going to get paid a nice extra chunk just for making that transition. Yeah, and I think he did take some reps again with Dallas in training camp for a little bit, but they never had, you know, the foresight to make him full-time transition to that. And the fact that that was the Dolphins' plan coming into this, I mean, we all knew the different offensive line coaches the Dolphins had. We all knew Mike McDaniel was familiar with the run game, but the fact that he transitioned one of the very best left guards in football to center, and, you know, let's be honest, that offensive line improved greatly. I mean, it says a lot about this coaching staff. Yeah, they nailed it. So hell hell of a signing by the Miami Dolphins on there. Speaking with the coaching staff, I think one of the biggest things we'll see going into next year is just the flat-out differences from Josh Boyer, his philosophy last year in Miami, compared to what Vic Fangio, his 28 years of experience in the NFL, is going to bring to this roster. Javon Holland was asked about this, and he basically summed it up as the scheme is a complete 180, simply put. He goes, this is an entirely different scheme, so it's entirely different. It's like a whole 180. I find myself moving around, being able to make plays, communicate. It puts me in a position to be able to help my team. Josh, is that just generic coach talk? Is there player talk? Is he just kind of talking to talk? You know, it's a complete 180. It's bananas. You know, I'm lining up as defensive tackle, just saying things to talk. Or do you feel like he's being legitimate and this defense is going to be a lot different? And on top of that, he didn't have opportunities to make these plays last year just by what was you know required of him during each and every play. Yeah, I think he's being 100% genuine. I mean, we from outsider perspective can sit here and see that we're not going to see so much of that cover zero, right? There's going to be more zone, um, more versatility from these safeties. But that's, uh, you know, that sounds great, especially when we sat here and talked about how he might be able to fill a little bit of that Jalen Ramsey void, right, by moving around and being up front. So the fact that he's out there communicating, becoming more of that leader in the secondary, I mean, it just says great things about Javon Holland. And, I mean, we're all excited for what he can do in this defense. We know how important the safety position is in Vic Fangio's defense, and um, the Dolphins should just be thankful that they have one of the best safeties. I mean, we can sit here and talk about the last staff that was here, but landing Javon Holland after he sat out a season, you know, making that pick and bringing in a guy like that when I know personally I was sitting there pumping Javonte Williams, Javonte Williams. I was writing articles on the Finn side. I mean, 
Yes, the Broncos sniped Javante Williams from him, but I could not see this Miami Dolphins team without Javon Holland. So um, love this quote. Love what we're hearing about this defense. And hopefully it's a 180, you know, statistically, too. I think Dolphins are ranked bottom of the league last season. Let's hope it's statistically, you know, a 180, and we're up there at the top, top five, top ten, like we all plan and hope to see. One more quote from Javon I wanted to share just because I thought this was some great insight to what's going through your head while you're on the football field. You know, I see so many fans tweeting like, why did you have to grab the jersey? Like, why did you do this? It was so obvious you get an interception. There's so many instincts at work every single second and each plays what? 10 seconds long at the absolute max. So here, here's just a little bit of a perspective for that. Uh, Javon said, I mean, I feel like you always have more to learn about the game. There are 2,000 things happening in football, but only 200 a coach can tell you. So through experience and through practice and whatnot, that's kind of how you gather information. There's always going to be stuff that changes, always going to be things that arise that you have to talk about and counsel with your coaches and other players. Yeah, it just takes time. Josh, I think that speaks volumes to what Vic Fangio does. I don't think it's simply that he has this scheme that nobody can figure out. You go listen to uh, Jordan Rodriguez, what she did about Mike McDaniel and those other coaches. It's that he knows how to stay a step ahead. And what Javon Holland is preaching there is that he knows that Vangie is going to stay up a, a step ahead, excuse me, but it's up to him as well to kind of keep up with that, seeing how there's 2,000 things happening on the field at once. I thought that was just an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, it goes back to that forge by fire thing, right? Not death by fire, forge by fire. It goes back. Yeah, it goes back to that. I mean, these guys are so young. The fact that you know they still have some stuff to learn to think about where their game could go. I mean, check your pulse if you're not fired up. Our next uh, training camp observation, Jake, was Skylar Thompson He's outplayed Mike White, and this is just um, you know when we signed Mike White, I don't think anybody truly thought that there might be this epic battle between these two guys, but it sounds like at camp right now, that's what's happening, right? Um, he had a bomb to Barrios yesterday. It was a go ball, he said. Uh, Skylar Thompson put it in a perfect place, and we just connected on a deep one. And you could see the smirk on his face. Um, Skylar Thompson, man, out there just throwing darts, looking every bit as good as, you know, he had looked in the preseason, it sounds. So give me your thoughts on that, Jake, because, um, again, I don't know that I sat here and marked QB2 as a true battle. I mean, I thought when they brought in Mike White, he would kind of take that job. But Skylar Thompson, with the experience from last season, you know, another year under his belt, it sounds like he's, you know, taking advantage of that and he's truly competing for that number two spot. I don't want to be that guy, man, but I thought I was one of the only people who kind of thought, hey, Skylar Thompson, this is a this is a growing, uh, you know, opportunity for him. He was played in the playoffs last year. He was thrown into action. I don't think how you, how can you not get better in a situation like that? It's interesting because I think the description of Mike White's kind of been how he's played, right? Some throws look awesome, beautiful, spot on, wondering why isn't this guy a full-time starter? And then he goes through these little stretches where you go, oh, that's why he's not a full-time starter. Uh, yeah, man, uh, call me out if you want on this, but I, I genuinely thought that Skylar Thompson developed into a good backup quarterback. Just if anyone got death by fire, it was Skylar Thompson last year. So, I mean, just his ability to keep getting off the ground, peel himself up and, and keep playing. I think that experience is so valuable, valuable to be there in Buffalo I don't think he played too great in the playoffs, but the team had an opportunity. They were live the whole time. These weren't just fake snaps going through the motions, waiting for the clock to hit zero. I genuinely think that the Dolphins might have something here in Skylar Thompson. I'm not saying a starting quarterback, anything like that, but if you need a spot start, you know, here, there, um, anywhere, I think he can get it done without a defense having a lot of time to really scheme, lock into what he's good at, what he's bad at. And Josh, most importantly, this is all without us unlocking his running ability yet. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because that's something that always, you know, kind of made me feel a little 
uneasy that the Dolphins didn't unleash that. But then when you look at the quarterback room and the injuries they had there, they were one hit away, or I guess two hits away from, you know, having to start what Cedric Wilson at quarterback so um yeah man he absolutely has built upon what we saw last year I'm probably a little bit negative on him at times you know sitting here saying the Dolphins lost by three points uh only lost by three points in the playoffs by using a seventh round you know rookie quarterback I mean that's not fair to Skylar Thompson what was asked of him last season I think he exceeded expectations you know went out there and did enough at times for this Dolphins team to win and the fact that again it's a battle it does sound like Mike White's more of a gamer you know the word gamer plays better in game time decisions but um, Dolphins are likely going to keep three quarterbacks, right? I mean, I think that's what teams can do now this year. Both these guys are probably going to be on the roster, but I'm liking what I'm hearing. I think Skylar Thompson, you know, with another year under his belt, he shows some promising things. I mean, there were guys that wanted to have a quarterback competition in preseason last year. I saw it on Twitter. So um, let's see what Skylar Thompson can do. Let's hope to God he's never really thrown into the occasion. Hopefully we don't have to rely on him at all this year. But as we've seen throughout history, you know, there might be a game or two where we need to rely on one of these backups. And Skylar Thompson in year two with another year under his belt, Sign me up, man. Our good friend Merrick's going to get a little upset about this next one. We are going to tip our cap to some orange jersey winners here. It started with Alec Engold, Josh. And I think people really still underestimate what he means to this team and what having him on the field does for our offense. I mean, the Dolphins can just do this good old-fashioned, like just start bending the arm of opposing defenses just for their ability to line up Engold out wide. And if, you know, the Opposing defense decides to go light, get into those nickel dime packages. You bring, you know, Engle back in line, you line him up in the backfield, and all of a sudden you can just ground and pound the football, add this out wide uh, formation, and then force the defenses to get some of those heavier thumpers back on the field, and then you'll stretch them back out. So he's kind of this uh, lever you can push and pull just to kind of make other defenses a little frustrated, Josh. I still think that Alec Ingold is a real big playmaker, and I think we kind of discredited a little bit last year because it's hard to catch the ball when there's a a club on your hand. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yeah i think he's one of the more underrated guys on this roster i mean and how important he means to that offense like you mentioned i mean it's probably would be night and day without alec ingold out there so um yeah man to see him in that orange jersey i think that was his second time wearing it that meant a lot to him sure him and just crazy how much he's bad 
the Raiders. I mean, this guy is a true pro, and again, this offense would not be the same without Alec Ingold. Footballs do, uh, fullbacks do matter, Jake, despite what some people say. And we keep going back to it, man. There are just so many true professionals on this team that's just so cool to watch. And you can just tell that Mike McDaniel's like the perfect gorilla glue that just holds it all together. Another orange jersey winner, Josh Bradley Chubb taking it home, getting his opportunity to plug into the aux cord. I don't even know if that's really a thing anymore. I think it's all Bluetooth. Uh, but, man, this this pass rush, especially you consider the injury to Jalen Ramsey, this pass rush, it's really going to come down to these guys uh, Warren Sharp, he mentioned them as one of the best front sevens in football. Dude, we're talking a lot about Jalen Phillips and going up in that ring of honor, but Bradley Chubb, I think, is someone a couple weeks, especially early in the season, can kind of remind us all, slap us over the head uh, one way or another and say, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a pretty good pass rusher, too. Yeah, and the fact he won this orange jersey after I think it sounded like Jalen Phillips got stepped on at the beginning of practice. So the fact that Jalen Phillips went out and, you know, Bradley Chubb kind of raised his game, it sounds like. The fact that he's going to be reunited with Vic Fangio, I mean, I think we're all excited for Bradley Chubb because we know how important that trade was, right? How much the Dolphins gave up, you know, both financially and draft pick-wise. I mean, we need Bradley Chubb to regain that form hopefully not be uh, hopefully be healthy all season long and take that defense to the next level because if the Dolphins defense wants to be as good as it sounds like they can be they need Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips to be those two guys you know coming off the edge trying to absolutely annihilate uh, opposing quarterbacks kind of like we saw with Sue and Wake when they destroyed Bryce Petty so yeah man glad he won the orange jersey and hope it's just you know part of just his growth that we're going to see this season because he is a hell of a player when healthy. You go, I go back to that playoff game again, and the Dolphins gave up 34 points. The defense had really weak moments, but the only reason they were in that game is the pass rush. You see how important that is in the playoffs. Christian Wilkins had two sacks. I think Jalen Phillips had a sack. I think Melvin Ingram had a sack. And no matter how much an opposing offense can put up in a game, as we saw, those type plays being that disruptive can keep you in a game. So I think that's just very important to keep in mind. And then this defensive line, I think, can dictate a lot of games for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and, and it's not – sorry, Jake, but it's not all about, you know, what the stats say, right? I mean, there were a couple close calls with sacks, but we all saw how that defensive line raised their game to the next level when offenses had to hone in on uh, Bradley Chubb on the opposite side. It opened things up for Jalen Phillips. We hear we keep talking every podcast. We get a chance about Christian Wilkins leading the league in tackles, you know, or from a defensive line perspective. I mean, that probably doesn't happen without that Bradley Chubb trade. So just because he didn't get some of those sacks, didn't have some of those flashy plays that, you know, fans might see doesn't mean that he wasn't a huge difference maker on that defensive line. The last one we have for today before we wrap it up for the weekend is Delvin Cook taking flight. Not only is he going on an airplane to visit the New York Jets, it's starting to sound like Josh he too is going to become an, an actual jet. Yeah. And uh, shame on them for not flying a private jet out for him. It looked like he was like flying coach. People were making <laughs> jokes about that. Um, but I put on good morning football. Cause I saw someone on Twitter mentioned Dalvin cook being on there completely, you know, let one this jets thing go in one ear and out the other. Cause I just wanted to quote that uh, Miami dolphins thing, but he did say what he's looking for from the jets visit is just a great vibe, man. Just getting around people that want to love on Dalvin cook that want to share that value that I want. And just trying to get around guys that want to win. I want to bring something different to the table and that's being Dalvin cook. And um, all off season long, Jake, every time we talk about Dalvin cook, you mentioned it, right? He just wants to go a place where, you know, he feels wanted. That can give him those touches that he wants. Um, it sounds like the Jets might be that team. We know they just restructured Aaron Rodgers' contract. You know, I can't believe that happened. They should have kept paying Aaron Rodgers, what, $100 million for the next two years or whatever crazy it was. But um, I would be surprised if he leaves um, New York without a deal because they do have the cap space and because 
you know, depending on Brees Hall's ACL, they might have a need as well. So it sounds like he might be a Jet by the end of the weekend, but let's keep our fingers crossed. He goes anywhere else but inside the AFC East if he's not a Miami Dolphin. I, I don't want to jinx the entire universe here, Josh, but I could care less if he is a New England Patriot. That does not scare me one single bit. Uh, That's because they got Mac Jones, though, right? Be honest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and that offense, man, if it's that Chan Gailey 2019 Miami Dolphins, watch out, watch out. See, the thing is, if the Patriots bring in uh, Delvin Cook, Mac Jones is going to lead the team in rushing yards. We already know this is a foreshadowed truth. So, I mean, what is he going to do for them? Uh, Josh, I think this kind of, we've, we've seen this picture. And I want everyone to remember this as we get into rumor season next year and all that. We knew exactly what was going to happen. Delvin Cook wanted to go somewhere that wanted Delvin Cook. He literally said it. He loved, would love to play in Miami. It's hometown, give or take. And he knows he could fit in that scheme. It's similar to what he did in Minnesota. But then Mike McDaniel said this, which I think we, or I've been trying to repeat this entire offseason, man. I'm extremely happy with our RB group. I have a great relationship with some very talented players. However, Delvin Cook is a great player. If it works on both sides, it makes sense. That right there, man, it tells you exactly what you need to know. If it works on both sides, for it to work for the Dolphins, they had to offer a contract that Delvin Cook wouldn't even acknowledge. That's how far apart these guys were. Delvin Cook would love to be in Miami. That's his favorite place to be. He's doing this entire PR uh, campaign, I'll go ahead and call it, to get to Miami. But it's clear that the Dolphins are confident in the guys they have. They'd love to bring in Cook. They acknowledge he's great. But if they're not going to get him for the you know greatest deal possible, like in the bargain bin at Target, when you find that Lego set you've been looking for, they ain't going to do it. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're going to do it either. He did make one last pitch to, you know, the Dolphins kind of held up that boom box saying, you know, how much he loved to play for his hometown and be a Cinderella story. I know a lot of people are picking out that, um, you know, he mentioned they have some very talented players. However, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook is a great player. Mike McDaniel did say that. I know a lot of people think that maybe he's putting pressure on Chris Greer to get that done. But, again, I think a lot of it has to do with the relationships, right? Already giving up a fifth-round pick for Jeff Wilson. You know, get, using a third-round pick this year on Devon H. And I mean, we have to feel pretty good about that running back room, but no one can deny Dalvin Cook would, you know, take that thing to a whole nother level. Again, it's all going to come down to money. And I just don't think Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins, especially after this injury to Jalen Ramsey, they might need to use this money to bring in cornerback death or something like that. So we'll see what happens over the next few days. I think I'm with you, Jake. I don't care if he goes to New England, but him with that Jets team, you know, Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall in that backfield with everything they've done this offseason that great defense. I mean, that would be a little bit scary and it would suck. And it would kind of be, you know, spitting in the Dolphins face, right? You didn't want to pay me. You didn't want to pay me anywhere near what I was worth. I'm going to go play for the division rival and make you regret it. Rush for a hundred yards every time we play each other and uh, make you wish you had Dalvin cook and wanted me as bad as I wanted you. And that's kind of the thing here. Like you think about the running back position. There's this huge, all running backs are up in arms. They're having zoom calls. They're basically podcasters at this point talking about how these guys need to be paid more. And Josh, you're already talking about the uh, investment. The dolphins have made at the running back position, the fifth round pick that gave new contracts to Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson jr. Then they still add Devon a chain in the draft in a league where teams are devaluing the running back position. Dolphins didn't devalue it. They have two guys who averaged nearly five yards per carry. Dalvin Cook is awesome. He'll be a great player. He'd look great in Miami. But this is a team that already invested a lot in this running back position. To say, like, what's giving Dalvin Cook $7 million? Well, that's a lot. That's making Connor Williams unhappy. Or that's making Christian Wilkins unhappy. 
on top of the fact they added running back. So just keep that in mind. I know we'd all love it. We want this Madden all-star roster, but I mean, it, it's a, there's a lot going on in running back. I think a lot of teams can make running backs work without having, you know, a four-time all-pro, no matter how good he is. Yeah, 100%. And I'm sitting here, um, you know, we're fantasy football players, so we probably value these running backs a lot more than it seems like the owners do. Have to mention Naheem Hines got hurt up there in Buffalo, right? So, I mean, that could be a place where maybe he lands with his brother, but they seem like they're happy with James Cook. So we'll see what happens. Um, You know, we'll probably come back next week. I'll be on vacation. I think Merrick's on vacation. So you'll come back next week and you'll be um talking about how sad it is to hear that he's a New York Jet and playing in that ugly gangrene baby poop color. 